Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Welcome to This Week Health Conference. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels and events dedicated to leveraging the power of community to propel healthcare forward. Today, we have an interview in action from the fall conferences on the West Coast. Here we go. Hello, we are at Time Fall Forum 2023 in one more interview in action. I am Carla Arzola and I'm the CIO at Rocky Mountain Human Services. And we're here with Marshall Pearson. Hi, Marshall. Hi. How you doing? Very good. Why don't you tell us what, what is your role and what, what is the organization that you work for? So Marshall Pearson, I'm the Director of Application Services for HA Healthcare in the Continental Division, which represents hospitals and surgery centers and ambulatory services in the state of Colorado and Wichita, Kansas, awesome. central Kansas. Thank you, Marshall. Marshall and I used to work together, <clears throat> so I know this guy pretty well. He's awesome. Mm -hmm. He's super smart and I love him. So Marshall, what is on top of mind for the organization right now? Staffing shortages, labor constraints, generative AI, the advancing technologies, how to implement and leverage those technologies, and yeah. So you have been in the imaging side for a while, mm -hmm. and AI is not new in imaging, right? Correct. So we've been doing AI for a while, well, quite a for bit. For a long time. Is there anything else that the organization is looking to for this year or next year, specifically any other business <clears throat> cases, any technologies that you guys are looking into? Yeah, most currently we're exploring strategic partnerships with startup companies and established companies to leverage AI, for example, natural language processing, to read all of our clinical notes, physician notes, lab results, and use that to help surface to our hospitalists the most relevant information to make their processes easier and smoother for clinical note-taking and processing of patients. So you're managing all these applications, and I know the complexity of vetting vendors, right? Mm -hmm. That's exhausting, yes. and it's a ton. And so, you mentioned startups. How do you decide to go with a startup versus a, a company that's already established? And then how do you choose your partners, I guess? Sure. Well, usually the startups we're partnering with are backed by well-known investors. And so there's confidence and integrity in those startups. And they're looking for organizations to pilot with, to test their product and to give them feedback. And of course, our environment is unique in the system that we're part of a large integrated delivery system. So while another site might be a great pilot site for a very focused, narrow niche kind of approach, our environment with scale and multi-hospital, multi-service line kind of capability brings a different aspect to the startups that it's very beneficial to both parties. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. exciting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to hear about it. Yes. So, Let's talk about some of the current initiatives. So you, we talk about shortages. I know it's not mm. only with clinicians, it's also you know mm. on, on the technical side. Correct. So what are some of the things that you're doing to solve those problems? Is there any like is, is there any specific things that you're working on or some uh, you know tactics or 
what what are you guys are doing in regards to that? Well, staffing development for sure is one, and working with strategic partners and uh, bringing in consultants to to help is another. Yeah. Um, well, what, what are some of the cool projects that you work throughout the year? I mean, I cannot believe we're almost at the end of 2023. Correct. And we plan for you know, a year ahead of time. And I know that things change all the time and we can plan for things and things yeah. are not going to end up the way that yes. we think are. So, but what is it something that you were able to accomplish in you know, some of the projects that you work throughout the year? So partnering with one vendor for helping us leveraging artificial intelligence to help us reduce length of stay partnering with another vendor that we're working with to help increase the physician note-taking process through AI. Are those projects ongoing right now? Yes. Oh, yes. that's awesome. Yes. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. That's great. Anything for 2024? Is it just a continuation of what you're doing right now? Or continuation. Continuation. Yeah. yeah, evolution, continuation. Another big focus is automation to reduce complexities and repetitive tasks to make our staffing shortages more bearable by automating and streamlining those processes. Thank you so much Thank for you. your time. I appreciate the insight. Mm -hmm. Good luck with all the projects. I know you're going to be mm -hmm. super successful because we always make it work. I mean, I, and by the way, when I, when I mm -hmm. talk, I always say we because mm -hmm. I feel like we. Family. You know, I was, yeah, we're like family. <laughs> Thank you so much for the you're time. Welcome. appreciate it. Thank you're you so welcome. much. Hi there. We're at the Chime Fall Forum. I'm here with another interview in action. My name is Reed Steffen, VP and CIO at St. Luke's Health System. And I'm joined today by Caitlin Ursini, who is the head of Epic Accounts at Notable. Caitlin, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. So Bill's talked about Notable in past shows. Maybe for listeners who are new to it, just take 30 seconds, high-level overview. Who is Notable? What do you do? Yeah, so Notable is an intelligent automation platform. So we're working to enhance the capabilities that already exist within your EHR to better optimize your digital front door and eliminate all the manual work that staff members are doing across the organization. Okay. So I'm curious, in the last year with the, the rapid velocity of generative AI, how has that shaped Notable's roadmap, your strategy? How have you chosen to take advantage of this with the products you already have? It's made it a lot more fun. It's allowed us to go a lot faster. So when we think about, and for those of you who don't know, we're Notable, one of the unique pieces is we work with structured and unstructured data. So uh -huh. when we think about the fact that anywhere between 80 and 99% of all data within healthcare is unstructured, our ability to use AI and large language models to actually better parse through that data, pull that into a structured format, and then be able to automate and take action on that, it expands the amount of work that we can do. It actually provides better outcomes to our partners, and it allows us to look at areas that before people said, well, you need five or six people to get to that information and then five or six people to act on it. We're able to kind of pull that all into one experience and, and really make an impact really quickly in a matter of weeks with some of our organizations versus having to take months and building out algorithms, building all these learnings, we can do it a lot quicker. So this idea of taking unstructured data and having it be an enabler to making decisions sounds amazing. Can you share some real world use cases of how customers have taken that capability and the benefit of the outcomes that they've realized from it? Yeah, so we're doing that a lot with our population health work. So we're helping organizations, as organizations are taking on more risk, are moving more into value-based care, we're actually using some of our technology to scrub through patient charts. So we're looking at records that might live in OnBase and other document management systems, as well as scan in documents that may be in a patient's chart to actually use the technology, scan through those documents, extract that information, turn it into a discrete detail, and then prompt the provider prior to a visit, letting them know right at the top of their record that this patient has three or four open gaps in care, 
or if they're not coming in for a visit, we're taking that information, we're outreaching directly to a patient, allowing them to schedule a visit and actually come in to receive that care mm -hmm. that honestly may have been missed. Because unless you've got an army of nurses that are able to scrub charts or an army of MAs, which I don't think very many people have anymore, you're not having the opportunity to actually get through all of those charts and providers are just doing the best that they possibly can to get as much information, but they all say, we want more, we want to be able to get more, and this is an opportunity for them to do that. So they can see more patients can have better outcomes and patients can feel known by their health system that my provider knows when I need something and I can come in and get care. Yeah, so what you're describing sounds great. You make it sound really easy, I know it's not, What's the kind of path of time to value? Like how long does it take to, with your solution, to then bring it in and start to actually realize the benefits? Yeah, so we've got one organization that actually just went live from when we got access to their EHR. It was about 12 to 16 weeks when we were able to deploy and roll out their first sort of, I wanna call it a pilot, but their first kind of their showcase site start. So we can do it as quick as three or four months, which is really quick in healthcare. Yeah. But we think about that longer impact. I mean, I think it's usually within four or five months, our organizations are seeing true results and they're able to report back. They're able to see where do we need to continue to expand? Where do we need to add additional gaps in care for the example that I used before? So it happens relatively quickly. Great. So Kaylin, this is your second Chime event. So yes. you're a veteran. <laughs> what are you most interested in experiencing and learning and understanding? Well, to your question earlier on generative AI, yeah. six months ago at the Spring Forum, that was still kind of a far-fetched idea. So I'm interested to hear from folks like yourself and others that are here of how are they thinking about applying it? What are they excited about? Where are there still some hesitancies or where are you maybe a little bit nervous? Because I think at the end of the day, we have to work all together as partners and as health systems and as vendors to be able to actually take this technology and put it into action. And so it's important for me to be able to listen and, and hear how we can actually have that impact. Great. Well, Kaylin, appreciate your time. Yeah. Have a great conference and just thank thanks you. for sharing with us. Awesome. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conference. I love hearing from people on the front lines. It is phenomenal that you shared your wisdom and experience with the community, and we greatly appreciate it. We also want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are CDW, Rubric, Sectra, and Trellix. Thanks for listening. That's all for now. Thank you.